0: Hello everyone and thank you for joining us once again here at SGTV. This is part of our Job Roots for Electricians series. So as you know, we've been talking to many electricians from various backgrounds such as commercial, industrial, rail. And today we're going to be talking to a returning guest, Graham Onslow, about agricultural electricians. So, for those of you who don't know, Graham was our first guest ever on SGTV. So, it's good to have your back, Graham.
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Um, so, agricultural electrician. So, we, we spoke a little bit about this uh, when you first came on the show. But as I said in the intro to this, we're, we're going more in depth uh, just so our viewers have a good understanding of various paths they can go down as an electrician. Uh, you know, because I, I suppose a lot of them will come out of whichever course, however they, uh, they get qualified and now they'll, they'll maybe stick to domestic as a, as a most common one or whichever route. But we want to talk about um, agricultural today. So uh, before we get into that, um, just give us a bit of a background of how you started out to where you are now.
1: Yeah, so basically uh, from the age of 16, I started a, an apprenticeship. Uh, and like I say luckily the uh, the company was an agricultural um, business so like you say as well as doing the domestic side we, we were out in the commercial environment well commercial yeah agricultural and commercial environments um, with the three phase and like I say being on farms and stuff so um, you know obviously four or five year apprenticeship stayed there for a couple of years um, we all got made redundant and then set up on our own and then I've uh, been on my own 14 years now, so we're uh, still doing the similar type of work. So 14 years? <laughs> yeah, I know. A long,
0: long time, that, isn't
1: it? A, uh, yeah, I'm 36 this year, so yeah, been in the industry 20 years, which is crazy, really. Like, mm-hmm. time's gone, and obviously I've learned so much in that 20 years, um, but still feel there's obviously, you know, so much to learn, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of um, changes in the industry all the time, so you've got to try and keep up to date with everything, but um, you must, yeah. You
0: must be enjoying it though, if you've been doing it for as long as you have.
1: Yeah, I, I do, and I think the main thing I like is the variation, and, and like I say, with the agricultural side of it, you're getting out in the fresh air, and the countryside, you know, you're not spending too much time in the towns and the cities, so it's, that's nice you know um and you're not kind of caged up in somebody's house you know you can just kind of be a bit more a bit more free um and obviously as well the the work that you're doing is more on show so you know if you're putting light fittings up in a barn or sockets or you know you've got trade work you've got armoured you know and you, you can okay so neat and tidy your work is so that's i enjoy that as well
0: do you think people stick
1: with agricultural once they've had a taste of it? Because I know speaking
0: to some, some people, they'll, they'll, they, might, they might stick to industrial or commercial forever. But I know a yeah. lot of them, they'll do that for so many years. And then they tend, I'm not saying domestic's easier, but I'm just talking from what I've spoken to people. They might find it easier then to wind down into a domestic yeah. setting. But do you, how do you find that for agricultural
1: depends what type of agricultural work you do um because in my apprenticeship we used to for like the first 18 months of my apprenticeship we used to work on a chicken farm um wiring them up um and there was about three to four hundred thousand birds in each in each shed um and back then they were because it was like an egg laying farm they were producing a million eggs a day um i don't you know that this was 20 years ago but um you know, and that, that that was for like all the big supermarkets. Uh, so as you can imagine, when I started on my own, I I did not give them a business card. <laughs> if you haven't yeah. you know that, that wasn't for me, you know, the like the dust and the ammonia and you know, it's not a very nice environment to work in, you know. The, it's not um, not
0: nice for the chickens, I bet either that no, no I, exactly. I don't know what the rules are now, but I know
1: you, you they, see things in the news, don't you, about that should be better lot um because of, they used to be in, like say cages and that but i know a lot of that's the welfare has changed now for the better um and then the other ones like the pig farms again which you know they absolutely stink so you know, that's something i stay away from so you know I'm, I'm happy to go on to the like the arable farms with the grain dryers and you know a, a few milking parlors with it with it you know with the milk in the cows and bits like that but yeah what, what i find is when you get that you know, set clientele. They kind of stick with you, and you stick with them long term. Then you, you know, because they're a business at the end of the day, and they just want somebody reliable to, to turn up when when needed. So.
0: Yeah, and, and I imagine with with agricultural businesses as well. I imagine they're busy all the time, every day and night, and they don't want to be shopping around if they've got someone who they trust. Exactly. At the end of the phone, that they can just fall there and then, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and, and like I so said, I think it is a good good you know sector to get into because like i say domestic is good and i i, I do a lot more domestic than i used to um be, you know because the way things have gone recently but uh, you know the agricultural side it um you know you get the maintenance you get a lot more maintenance so obviously it's more your bread and butter work and repeat work you know instead of you know putting somebody's new circuit in for a hot tub or an ev charger and then you might not hear from them for a couple of years, but obviously the agricultural side, you, you've got that ongoing maintenance and you know, you, you know, weatherproof sockets and bits like that, and they're you know quite heavy-handed, so they don't last long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do so. you need
0: um, do you need additional qualifications or different qualifications
1: to go into agricultural? No, um, you're pretty much covered. Uh, but but I'd say obviously as you go through your apprenticeship, you know, you you will pick up you know, more the three-phase side of things, uh, which you don't really touch much on that in, in, you know, the traditional apprenticeship. You know, you might wire up a motor circuit and that that's kind of it really for that. So you have got to kind of learn as you go really off other electricians. So I don't know top-up courses or anything, you know, that's in that. But uh. So
0: if any of our viewers are early on in their um, training and they don't know what three-phase it could you just give us a bit of a rough
1: explanation yeah so with a with a single phase you've got one live supply um, with three phase you, you basically got three live supplies so you, you've got triple the uh, the power uh, and the idea behind that is you can spread uh, say a motor over them three live conductors um which is more efficient and obviously you know spreads the load of, of something like that
0: and would you need three distribution boards or can that all go into one?
1: All, all go into one, yeah. So your three phase comes into the main switch at the bottom and then each circuit then can be split into either three phase or single phase, depending on if it's light sockets or a motor or that kind of thing.
0: So f- from there on then, what sort, of, what sort of equipment and installations are you mainly doing? And, and not necessarily the ones that you, you're mainly doing, but agricultural as a whole that you're aware of that is
1: involved yeah like i say milking parlors is a is a is a big thing um and i know that's more going down the robotic route um as they get bigger so there's kind of the start now of you know some of these farms have got say a thousand cows and they've got a system now where the the cow's got a tag on and it'll it'll sense when the cow comes into the milking parlor and it'll robotically milk the cow as and when needed um, and apparently they can get more milk out of that cow than they would kind of putting that stress on getting the cows in at certain times of the day so you know that's kind of beyond <laughs> what i can do at the minute but that that's the way it's going for the big big farms um so like say milking is is big um then you've got arable side of it which is like all your different grains you know, your your wheat and, and bits like that so you've got You know, a big grain dryer basically that um, senses the humidity of the grain, which they've got to keep at a certain level, um, because they don't want to get in too moist, because then it can start going off. Um, And then if it's too dry, it's obviously too light, because it's it's kind of sold on weight as well. So um, they're kind of the main two, and then everything else is is like say more industrial in the sense of like say barn lighting. You know, security, CCTV, um, sockets, and all that kind of thing. Really, so do you
0: end up also because most farms aren't, aren't I know of, you've got a farmhouse. So yes. do you end up not only doing the, the work on the, the main the big stuff, but they're also doing their domestic. Exactly. Work.
1: Yeah. So so you've got the both sides. Then you you then slip back into the domestic. Um, but like I say, traditionally they're very large. You know, three four storey uh, farmhouses. Which are you know normally quite interesting because they're normally at least two, three hundred years old, so they're not uh, massive thick
0: walls that are difficult
1: to work with. So, yeah, so um, quite challenging. Yeah, quite challenging, and and in the sense that you know some of the farmers we deal with, again, they're not um, they don't want to upgrade, you know, they don't want to spend, so it's uh, (laughs) it's kind of making amend on a lot a lot of things with them.
0: So what, what would you say your typical day in the life of an agricultural electrician entails from start to finish?
1: Um, from start to finish. So, yeah, so basically just get up, get up as normal, like everybody else to get get, get a breakfast. And then, you know, typically, depending on what if it's a breakdown, you know, you you, you might be there at, say, half, seven, eight in the morning. Um, because, again, the, the farmers do very long hours, you know, and they can be up from half three, four in the morning. So if uh, if they see you there at nine, ten o'clock in the morning, you know, they're, <laughs> they're having their breakfast then, so they think you're um, doing half a day. But, uh, yeah, so so like I say, if, if it's a call out, you know, you, you'll be there and obviously, you know, the RCD's gone off for, for whatever reason. And if it's a milking parlour, there's a lot of water, you know, they're jet washing everything down, so you, you've got to... Um, you know, isolate everything and and get to the get to the problem, um and that's it. Yeah, and, and like I say, if it's an installation, you, you're kind of left to it really, which is nice. You know, it's you're not knocking on somebody's front door and, and waiting to be let in. You know, you, you just drive into the farm and you've got nice big open farm buildings that you can work in, and you know, get the van open, spread the tools out, and uh, you kind of get the radio on and away you go. So yeah, it, yeah kind of please yourself really. So it's quite good.
0: Do you, find, do you find it challenging compared to, uh, let's say, domestic? If, you, if you're experiencing domestic as well, do you find it more
1: challenging? Than yeah, you? yeah, because there's a lot more machinery involved. So you've almost got to be an engineer and work out how that machine works before then you can electrically either wire it or fix it. Because if you don't understand how that machine works, then <laughs> electrically you don't know you know how, how to wire it or fix it so it is a lot more challenging compared to the domestic uh, sector but once you've got your head around a, a grain dryer or a milking parlor or a certain motor or a machine it then becomes quite straightforward but again it's it's experience you know it's uh, again not you can't really teach it it's just a case of getting you know chucked in the deep end and uh, you know scratch your head and see what you can do have
0: there been any moments where you've been in the deep end and struggled yeah.
1: to find your way out yeah when I was younger um I I used to have loads of issues with a, a certain grain dryer on a farm and literally every couple of weeks you know throughout the summer because that's when they need it um I'd constantly be out at this grain dryer trying to fix it and mend it and it was it was just a nightmare because it was such an old grain dryer uh you know from like Europe and you know you couldn't get the parts and You'd have to try and improvise and, you know, slowly try and fit other components in there that, you know, wouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't really fit. But again, you it's kind of, yeah, make do amend. Obviously, you've got to make sure it's safe, but you have got to kind of think on your feet, um, which, you know, it can, it can be, you know, challenging, but in a good way, you know, if you want that challenge, you know. I bet it's quite enjoyable and rewarding though.
0: Like you say, if you're working on machines that you can't just get a part off the shelf, you might have to find a part that, which might be safe to fit. It weren't meant for that, you know, that situation. But seeing it work at the end, I bet that's quite rewarding in that light. like yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 the other thing is, which you've got to try and cope with, is the pressure as well, because it's almost like a, a factory environment that yeah, if broken down you've you potentially got a workforce there that are you know over your shoulder thinking you know when's it going to be fixed because they're kind of losing money you know mid-production so it can be quite stressful as well.
0: It's that, far- <laughs> that farmer's livelihood really isn't it?
1: Yeah yeah exactly yeah where you know it, domestically it's it's not not as bad even though you know, the way it's going domestically, yeah, but, you know, you've got to keep the Wi-Fi on, otherwise it's... Uh, <laughs> End of the world then, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> the way it's going.
0: What sort of benefits do you find there is, you know, you said about it's nice working outside, you've got bigger, big open environments. Uh, what other what benefit, benefits uh, do you get from working in that um, just,
1: portfolio? Just getting them them relationships, I think, with, you know, the, them farms and, you know, that could family orientated as well so you do feel like you're part of the part of the family and you know I, I normally one day a week i have my dad working with me as like an extra pair of hands so um you know it's good to uh, have him with me uh and, and they again they like to see that kind of family connection um and i'm you know i, I got married about four years ago and, and quite a few of the the farmers that i work for came you know to the night doing that and that's quite nice that you have got that kind of that relationship built up um, over them twenty years. It is
0: good. I mean, I've, I grew up in the country, and it's you do get that community feel, and everyone wants to know everyone and be friends with everyone, and and it's handy, it yeah. you know. Got, you're you're their electrician at the end of the phone, and it's you've got other trade people. Every everyone, you always know someone who can do something in those kind of communities. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and recently I did um, uh, a new, a six bed uh, new build, which is like the biggest biggest kind of domestic house I've done off plot. I was just quite proud of. Um, and that, that was through a farmer that is, they've got the land basically and they've built this property. And again, they turned to me for recommendations for other trades, like you say. So they went with the plasterer that I use and they went with the decorator and the kitchen fitter that I use and they trusted me because, you know, I've known them for, for that uh, length of time. And, you know, I just got the, the pat on the back for, for me recommending, you know, good yeah. people to, um you know, everybody wins, really.
0: Exactly, yeah. Uh, what about disadvantages? Any disadvantages you found or things you dislike about being uh, like well, a cultural
1: electrician? The main thing is, you know, the smell and the... <laughs> And the, yeah, the muck and the mud and that kind of thing, you know, it's, it's not the clean, you know, I I like, you know, I'm a bit OCD and I like to be clean and tidy, so it doesn't really mix with (laughs) being being an agricultural electrician sometimes, so it's tough, you know, you've just got to get in there with your wellies and and just accept that you're going to get muck on your hands and muck on your boots and ladders and everything, really, so I'd the downside is is just the um the smells and the muck really. But, you're not you're not know. been
0: charged that by any cows yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had a few times, yeah. I've, I've had some near near experiences on top of ladders, yeah. It's yeah, uh, yeah with like sometimes I've had like um, you know, a barn full of bulls and, and bits like that, but and the young ones are the are the worst, you know, because they're just yeah very lively (laughs) my
0: my missus is terrified of cows absolutely petrified of them she keeps reminding me that more people are killed by stampeding cows and are eaten by sharks or whatever it is and uh i'll I'll walk through fields and she won't come near them with me so what's your your typical type of customer are they only farmers or are you
1: getting some big agricultural companies coming to you as well no, mainly farmers. Um, the the thing is with me because I'm only myself, a one man band. That there's only a certain type of farmer that I can work for, in the sense that you know I haven't got a team of men that can kind of you know give out of hours calls and and be there, you know, every day of the week. So it is kind of the smaller, the smaller you know, family farmers that that I deal with really, um, because obviously that you know the. The farmers that are going into it big, they need a you know a big company to you know be there all the time. Which I unfortunately I can't do that in the sense that you know I still you know want a life for myself. So yeah, you, <laughs> um, get, you
0: getting any free milk or cheese or beef or anything good like that?
1: Um, Yeah, I have had cheese and that. I do work. I do work for a local uh, cheese maker, uh, but mainly eggs really. Yeah, can't go wrong <laughs> you know, with that. Everybody's got their own uh, chicken chicken pen, so e- even if I haven't asked for them, they normally slip six eggs in, in the in front of the van. So yeah, <laughs> that's, I'd, that's, I'd, be,
0: I'd be happy taking that as payment.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, not as good as a case of beer. Like beer. no, no, yeah.
0: Totally. <laughs> any, any of you, any of your customers watching, he likes beer. Yeah, get that. Give him that.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, do you think agricultural? I can't even speak to that. Agricultural electricians are in demand.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Like I said, the, the farming industry, as much as it's always under pressure, um, you know, the, the, the thing with them is they always kind of adapt. So if, you know, something isn't selling or something isn't working, they'll diversify into something else. So, you know, they could end up, you know, selling their beef cattle and, like you say, starting a yogurt factory or, you know, the, the, there's a, you know a massive thing in gin now isn't there you know gin distilleries and that and i know a few farmers that have got into that so you know a little craft breweries and and bits like that so it's um yeah i think i think the works the works there definitely
0: i suppose it's um when when you look at a map of of the uk for example you know like google i mean google View, you you can see that it's mainly green so there's a lot of agricultural out there although the populations are Localised to towns and cities, you've still got mass yeah. areas of land which are all farms and exactly those, those types of places. So I bet the yeah. work's there.
1: And where, where I am in Shropshire, um, you know, apparently it's like the biggest landlocked county. So you know, it, it's it's very vast, uh, and like you say, and and also I I heard a, a staff a few years ago saying that I think the land that we build on built on is about eleven percent of you know the total. You know, land. So if you look at it like that, it's not that much, is it really? um But I know if you're only used to being in a town or a city, and you see all these houses popping up and factories popping up. You think that every square inch is being built on, but it's it's not. Like you say, it's um you only got to drive ten minutes, and you're out of a town, and you're in the middle of nowhere. So
0: yeah, and you're getting shouted at by, by some farmer telling telling him to get off your land. Off <laughs> your land. Yeah, but well, that's how it was for me when I was a kid. Anyway
1: get a shot go out <laughs>
0: yeah. um how i mean you're probably the only agricultural electrician i've spoken to and as we said they're probably in demand so why aren't we getting enough of them do you think people just don't know about it
1: yeah and like i say you know the apprenticeship i did again was very niche in the sense that say there's i don't know up to two, three hundred electrical contractors, say, in a county, there might be, say, four or five contractors that specialise in agricultural. So, you know, if if you're looking at them percentages, you're never going to get, it's never going to be that mainstream. Um, And I suppose compared to other sectors, there's probably not as many farms compared to obviously domestic and industrial. So, you know, it it is niche in that way.
0: what do you think could be done about that sort of a better message in the training centres, colleges, schools, that kind
1: of thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like I say, unfortunately, it, the, you know, from the start, I suppose, you know, it's hard, but there is only like kind of one route and then I suppose like a tree, you know, it just branches out. But um, yeah, I, I know I was never told about any of that. You know, I didn't know about, you know, oh, you could be a commercial electrician or you could, like you say, go and work on oil rigs or, you know, go in the Navy and be an electrician, or, you know, th- there's so many different avenues, but traditionally from school, all you know is about, you know, working in a house and that- that's it. So I only really, you know, I was lucky I fell into it because of the company I started working for, you know, happened to do that side of it as well. So,
0: yeah. What would be your advice to anyone thinking about not only getting into the industry as a whole, but maybe specializing in agricultural?
1: um just do your research obviously you know 20 years ago google wasn't really a thing so i can't imagine now you know the the amount of information that's out there at your fingertips you know all you need to do is kind of search you know electrician or you know electrical careers um you know and and you can imagine the the types of things that are going to pop up through google um you know, and even even maybe ring you know ring around. You know, I, I had to ring up over forty different companies before I had say one or two chances to get an apprenticeship. So I was extremely lucky even to get you know a job at, at that time. And I think in our in our year there was only six of us in the whole of the area. Um, and I think out of the six, there was only three of us that actually completed the apprenticeship. So wow. I don't know what it's like nowadays. But you th- yeah. Even then, you think that doesn't seem to be enough for, for you know the future.
0: It's funny to say that I, I said this on a couple of our other videos. I've spoken to a few people. Um, what one, especially at the minute, is still in training, and, he, and they're all saying the same thing. They're almost seeing two types of student: the ones who are ringing everyone, looking for a looking yeah. for a, some kind of apprenticeship or job. Or training or free work anything like that work yeah. experience and the other half who sat there waiting for it to fall into the lap and yeah. i know which one's going to succeed more than the other
1: yeah and that's it and, and if it was me employing somebody i'd want somebody that was keen you know because even it saying silly but even to somebody looking to get into the industry maybe go you know even going around to say the local wholesalers electrical wholesalers you know just put you know Wholesalers in your area, and then like drop a, a you know a flyer or a CV or something, and you know say to the manager, "Is all right if I could put my CV you know on your trade counter, and then you know if you're an electrician, you see that you think they've showed some effort, you know, yeah. so put it I'd by say- the
0: toaster. That's where that you'll get noticed. <laughs> the, the toasters in them wholesalers. That's that's the that's where you want to be advertising. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah." but um yeah like you say you've got to show willing and like i said i know we've touched on this before but you know in my apprenticeship before i could drive you know i used to cycle 14 miles a day um you know summer and winter so you know you've got to put the the kind of graft in and show you know your potential bosses that you you want to do it you know and obviously it is hard when you're in your early teens you're not really thinking about your future you're thinking of other things you're thinking of (laughs) You know, the weekends and <laughs> yeah, girls and whatever. But you know, it's obviously if you can just get through that four or five years, it, it obviously the world of opportunity.
0: I was speaking to uh, Neil Bridgman, who is a rail electrician, if I remember right. Yeah. And uh, he was saying that he, when he's hiring, he looks. Attitude more than competence. You can teach competence, you can't teach attitude. it's yeah. A very good yeah. bit of advice, you know, for, for people who want to get into the industry. You're showing willing, even if you don't quite have the, the know-how or the qualifications on that route, that that attitude is what's going to get you noticed.
1: Exactly. And and my boss, um, you know, I was one of three or four that could have got the job, and, and my grades weren't as good as the you know, some of the others, but you know, he was kind of an old-fashioned guy where he looked into my family and, you know, that, like you said, the kind of work ethic. Um, and, I, th- you know, my granddad and great-granddad on, on my one side were minors and that. So, again, you know, he said, well, <laughs> he's obviously got that kind of work in him um, and, that, and that's what you need. And, and, like you said, you can't teach that enthusiasm, can you, unfortunately? No. Exactly. I think there's enough, you know there's enough work out there definitely and like I said the, the way things are now it, it's never been so good so it's definitely a good time to get into it uh, so hopefully the, you know the bigger companies are, the, there's going to be more jobs available um, I just hope that like you say instead of necessarily going down to the going down the university route people do pick um, the trades
0: absolutely yeah um, for any of our viewers who are watching um, they can see a little bit into your daily life on social media, aren't they? So, uh, where where
1: could they spot you on there? Yeah, so like initially, I you know I've been on Twitter now for say three or four years. So, um, so if you just search Anslow Electrical, uh, and then recently the last eighteen months, I've I've tried to give Instagram a go. So again, Anslow Electric. So I try and put bits on there. I try and you know uh, you know I showcase a few of your products as and when I'm using them. And um obviously, like tool manufacturers and bits like that and and yeah, like you say, just just a varied mix of of bits, really as and when I get the chance, but um that's it really I don't, I don't really do much else because um, it's enough to um keep on top of, but um, yeah, but yeah, if you get more followers on Instagram would be nice, but <laughs> yeah, there you go, make sure you go and follow Graham. worth, worth, yeah. worth you in any way.
0: <laughs> so uh, anyway that concludes our episode on job routes for electricians in the agricultural sector of being an electrician so graham thank you for coming back on the show and uh, sharing your, your knowledge and expertise with our viewers it's greatly appreciated no problem thanks ben all right then hope you've all enjoyed this please make sure you like subscribe and hit the notification bell below see you next time.